Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with myself, Charles Nixon and Kieran Kapoor. Um, We were discussing uh, road signs um, as part of uh, one of the aspects of uh, the change in consumer psychology. Um, And uh, Kieran was getting uh, frustrated, I think, um, (laughs) by the signs. And the question uh, really is, why? Do you want to just do a quick recap? Yes, sure. So um, following on from me getting frustrated two, three weeks ago about heat pumps, still unresolved, by the way. And I spent a lot of time the weekend driving. I've had a few days off. And the side of the road in the UK now, you keep getting these, um, they're illuminated road signs. They're produced clearly by the Department of Transport or some other quasi-governmental organisation. And they give you messages. So we've had a lot about don't drink and drive over the years, which I suppose makes sense. Um, And now they've started sort of morphing. So recently there's been um, things about um, insure your car, drive legally. And I think, well, I'm driving along. What do you want me to do? Grab the handset and start getting my insurance. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to do to somebody. And by the time I've got to my destination, unless I'm annoyed, opinionated marketer, I'm going to have forgotten that I've read it. Um, And the one that really got me at the weekend, which is all over Dorset, is distractions. Avoid distractions. They cause bad reactions or something. And A, it's a dreadful, dreadful piece of dog rule. And also, you're distracting me by putting a sign up. And I'm trying to think of what the logic is in some communicator's mind that said, I know, we'll use the roadside things to try and distract people from driving. I think the argument is that they have created a messaging system and they're now not quite sure, one, what to do with it, and two, can't leave it alone. Um, The problem, Mm -hmm. in much respect, is that you want to be informed when there's a traffic problem, Um, but when there isn't a traffic Mm -hmm. problem, you really don't want to be uh, annoyed like you were or constantly uh, Mm. given some sort of anodyne message. And the result of which is that I do think we are getting to a point at which we are assuming that most consumers do not understand anything and therefore have to be told everything. Mm. And I think this is one of the problems mm-hmm. that we come with uh, when we look at psychology after the uh, pandemic. Um, the other aspect is that I would say is that in quite a few instances, certain sets of those road signs are totally inaccurate. Um, my experience as much as anything like yours will be the A14 and the A1 Um, and it's a fairly good guess that in most instances these days that when the A1 uh, tells you that there is a problem going up towards Peterborough the problem doesn't exist the signs have been left there Mm -hmm. and haven't been managed very Mm. well the result of which is of course that you do have very little faith in them and this is a, a, mm. you know, the traditional, you know, go back to, you know, kind wolf too many times. Um, they are a mm-hmm. very good messaging system, but if they are badly used or overused, then people disregard them. Um, and I do think that mm. we are, you know, looking at a psychology these days, which seems to indicate that uh, consumers, human beings in general, need to be told everything, um, that they do not necessarily yes. understand anything uh, in, an, in a, a natural way, the result of which is that everything that they think should be told is being told. And I think that, quite frankly, then reduces the ability of the consumer to make decisions. And it's not good. And it's also the way that you're told. So I, I now have to confess that I forgot to pay my Dartford Tunnel um, 
I went over the Dartford Bridge, which is a toll bridge in the in the UK, and you're supposed to pay, and you now pay online afterwards. And I completely forgot. So I got a little letter through, and what it was actually trying to tell me was because it was my first offence, I didn't have to pay. But they decided to put that in a big box in capital letters at the bottom of the page. Now, we all know about the F um, way that one reads pieces of paper and screens. We all know that capital letters are shouting. We all know that sticking things in boxes is often the worst way to get someone to read them. It's a classic technique where you're taught when you are proofreading is read text in boxes first because otherwise the eye just skips over them. But somebody had decided we need people to be aware that for their very first time they don't have to pay. So we'll put it in capital letters in bold and we've ticked a box to say that we've done that without any understanding of the consumer psychology that says, actually, I'm a reasonably intelligent human being. I completely missed it. I wasted 10 minutes on their online system trying to work out how to pay for something. And it kept telling me I didn't need to. And I'm really worried because you, you have to pay within 14 days. Otherwise, the amount you pay goes up. And I was annoyed with myself for forgetting it and everything else. So you've got a lot of other emotions going on. And I was getting quite frustrated until finally somebody else in the family went, well, hang on, you haven't read this box down the bottom. Well, of course I haven't. It was in a box. And again, it's not only it's not only the over communication, it's communicating badly. There's no thought it to is, the psychology a, of a human of what you need to know. And again, you've got the situation that I've got a A4 piece of paper. I'm going to fill it. Um, when you yes. consider that the actual detail of the message doesn't need to be that long. Now, you have no. gone over the Dartford Bridge on this particular date. This is your first offence. You do not need to pay it. Please pay it next time. Full stop. End of message. Yeah. That's all it needs yeah. to be. Yes. But the assumption is I've got to fill this page and probably the one behind it. Um, and I will give you all sorts of other pieces <laughs> of information. Um, and this over-communication does lead to rabbits in the headlights approach to a lot of consumers. I don't know what to do because I've got so much information in front of me. We need a lot more clarity in marketing communications, a lot more simplicity. Um, and I think that uh, the element that we're lacking these days is that simplicity, which is needed because we've gone through a very traumatic period. Um, and perhaps that is guiding ways in which the the traumatized, which are all of us, so therefore marketers as, as a result, feel that we cannot say something simply. We have to say it more than once, probably three times at least. Um, the issue, I think, is that, you know, I was thinking about this the other day as I was uh, uh, not quite like you. I was wandering uh, along a village lane um, and uh, considering the fact that we are, as a society, suffering from post-traumatic stress. Um, you know, we have mm. gone through a very stressful time. There used to be times towards the end of nearly every century, whether it was the, the, the last century or the beginning of this one, where people would sort of always sort of indulged in science fiction and what would it be like if the world ended and things like that. And it was always rather nice. Now we've actually seen the, probably almost the, the, the worst possible um, other than an apocalypse, which would lead to the collapse of society and the result of which is we are now on tenterhooks as to almost everything else that could come along and possibly give us the next shock. So we are stressed and um, I think that marketers are behoving to make life simpler for people. Um, the psychology of the world these days is, is to constantly repeat things, um, inane things in many instances, they just don't need to be said. Mm. 
I think the inanity is also, you're right. So we need to think about the messages people do need to know. Actually, you're a naughty girl, we're slapping on the wrist, but you don't need to pay this fine this first time. Okay, I can get that one. Um, and do I really need to be told to remember to insure my car when I am driving along a, um, a, a, main, a main road? I mean, it's clearly ridiculous. But I suspect, as you say, the technology is there and therefore you feel you have to use it. The A4 paper is there, so you feel you've got to fill it. So, yes, I'm with you. I think as marketers, it's important that we actually step back. I think the other aspect is that um, there's a, a feeling that you have to be uh, quite strident um, in the, the statements that are made, um, which is that fear is the main motivation these days. And therefore, everything that you are told has got a fear message in it fear that you're going to be fined, fear that you're doing the wrong thing, fear that you're driving in the middle lane and you shouldn't be. Um, whatever it happens to be, it's based on fear. Um, and that therefore leads to mm. a, again, a jangled set of nerves and the consumer. Um, I think the consumer in most instances, as we were talking last week, is quite happy to hunker down uh, and stay indoors. Um, and you know, looking at today's retail figures, it shows that people are buying less um, because they are staying in. Um, the purchase online figures are fairly good, but they are still not uh, growing above inflation. So the result of which is we are buying less stuff. Um, and I think that's because we're staying at home. We're not experiencing the consumer uh, joy as uh, retail therapy used to be sold um, and we are not necessarily thinking that uh, life is good therefore we'll go out and enjoy it um, I was listening to a different music channel the other day and thinking to myself there is a heck of a difference between the attitude of the 1970s um, when a lot of the music that is being played then is now being repeated at the moment mainly because obviously the Beatles are coming out with their uh, their rehashed um, song um, versus what we have today. And, and yet we have you know, similar technological changes, similar societal changes, um, and so the result of which is we should be feeling a damn sight more positive than we are. So you think that modern music is, is less positive than the 70s was? Yes, definitely, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think most... I can't say most, but the people that I talk to are probably listening to older music than the current music. Mm. And the current music, except certain genres perhaps, but there does seem to be uh, um, an ethos of talking about problems rather than um, love, hope and the future. <laughs> well, I was just thinking because the Glastonbury lineup's <laughs> just been announced and it's 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 not necessarily and I know you're a, a Glastonbury aficionado um it's it's a lot of older musicians actually this time or it seemed to be to somebody who doesn't it has go. been in one respect yeah yeah it, it, it it's it's usually not the cutting edge uh I mean historically speaking the the rappers that were invited were probably the cutting edge but it's that's an exception um and um you know, they are established rock acts. Um, and as you say, quite a lot of them are, you know, from the past. Um, and mm. whether or not that tells us something about consumer psychology or not, I, I don't know. Um, but certainly would seem mm. to be that most people in their sort of 20s and 30s can recite the songs of the 1980s and 90s fairly straightforwardly. 
Yes, which is an interesting point. We seem to have gone from roadsides and, and um, uh, consumer psychology to, to Glastonbury, but it's an interesting point. And I think your, your comment about the fact that we are all in a post-traumatic stress situation is really important. And I think your, your message, our message would be, you know, don't add to it. Yes, I think very, very much don't add to it. And I think the, the element, you know, when we come back to um, consumer psychology, is that um, mm. we should be encouraging um, the psychology um, of a positive uh, world, even though there are many issues to be uh, addressed, but the, on the basis that we can address them um, and we will address them. Um, uh, yes, it may not be as quick as some people would want, but I'm fairly positive that the likelihood is that uh, these things will get sorted. Um, we will have to suffer perhaps you know, the downside of climate change for, uh, for quite a while, um, but you know, from my perspective, as someone who's got you know, uh, children, um, I think that they're going to inherit a world which will, yes, be different, but it'll be a, a good world. And to continue our upbeat note, I'm going to comment that I'm off to the CIM graduation this weekend, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to. It's always an opportunity to see some. I love graduations. It's a love, there's all that pride in the room and, and well-deserved, and uh, it will be a lovely experience. It is always a lovely experience, and give my regards to every delegate that you see. Enjoy yourself. I will. Thank you, Kieran. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> I will. And you, Charles. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.